Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back, folks. The energy is building 1,500 attendees here this year, just 1,000 last year. I mean, 50% increase. This room is huge. I mean, it's just really exciting seeing so many people visiting and, and uh, coming together and networking and, and the like. And we've got two great uh, guests here with us. Christy App from J.W. Allen and Company. Uh, she is the World Trade Center New Orleans Board Chair, and Harrison Crabtree with World Trade Center New Orleans as well. Welcome, folks. Thank, Thank you, you so much for having us. So um, if you would, for the benefit of our listening audience, um, the World Trade Center Group is now affiliated with GNO Inc. That's a marriage that occurred. Are y'all still on the honeymoon, or how's that work? We're, we're still on the honeymoon, <laughs> and, it, and it's going really well. So we, um, about a year and a half ago, we entered into an operational partnership. And you know, that's something to be said, especially right. with Michael it's, Heck, it's right? A, it's a long-lasting <laughs> long honeymoon, but it's, it's, it's going really well. And so really what the intention with that partnership was across the state of Louisiana, and for GNO Inc., what it does, is it gives GNO Inc. an international development arm so that we can proactively go out across the world, work through our network of 300-plus World Trade Centers to really drive foreign direct investment here in Louisiana. Because as a port city, that's critical. Yes, trade trade is a is a critical aspect to, to Louisiana. It supports one-fifth of all jobs. It pays over 40% higher than jobs in non-trade dependent industries. So it's a really a, a central part of, of our state, our region, and it's why we, we exist as a state. So, Christy, as board chair, you have a hard job. you got to keep all these guys in check, right? <laughs> it is. It's a difficult it's a difficult task. Like you said, we're, we're still in the honeymoon phase, so, so we'll have a choice still. But, no, it's been a, uh, it's been a, it's been a happy engagement. You yeah. know, I think it's, um, for, for me personally, you know, I'm, I'm a third-generation, you know, member of the logistics community. So my company's right. been here since 1932. My dad, who's standing right there, is, is the owner of the company, and, and uh, has allowed me to take the reins, which I'm very proud of, you know, and very happy for that he supports me with that. But it's, um, but it has been, it's, it's been good. And we have a lot of uh, tenure within the World Trade Center. And it's been very good to see the energy come back into it, have it be purpose-driven purpose driven as opposed to um, just sort of floundering for this. So it, it's really the sort of perfect combination of combining the economic development with trade. And that's the reason that you know, the city was founded, and it's been a great opportunity for us as well, too, to combine those two notions into, into one entity. What's always been amazing to me is that uh, we've kind of overlooked this in some respects, especially based on the history of why we're even here. He's like one of the younger people I've, I've felt seen. You know? <laughs> so it was because before, you know, you just sort of exist in the background. You know, people, yeah. goods show, you know, goods are produced on shelves and you buy them, but nobody had a concept of what it takes to get from origin to destination and, and what happens if something goes wrong within that. So 
Um, so it was. I've never. Uh, it is until the first, they couldn't get until it. Until they right. couldn't get it. So right. you know, I mean, this is. I've been in the industry for technically since birth, but you know, by profession for 22 years. And it was the first time where somebody was actually like, "What's going on with customs? What's going on with the ports? What's going on with this?" And it really um, it elevated it, and it and it showed its importance of you know how we how we as a country, we as a state, we as a city rely on trade to get goods moved into and out of, you know, not, not just for consumers, but food products, everything else that goes along with it, and really the importance of it. And, um, and I'm excited about it. It was, a, it, was a, it was a very rough three years professionally, but the fact that it um, elevated it into, you know, the average citizen's vernacular or that mm-hmm. they, they see it and they see the importance of it. And that's what we're trying to take the advantage of now is to get that message out too, especially, you know, with a, our new governor, new, new legislators coming in is the importance of trade to the state of Louisiana, not just the city of New Orleans or the region, but that trade is trade. And if we make the right investments, is transformative for not only the region, but the entire state. And it's what we need. We're very fortunate to have folks like you that are so proactively engaged because things are moving fast. They're very dynamic. They change. I mean, if you just think about the disruption as a result of Ukraine and the disruption now in the Middle East with the shipping channels in the Red Sea and we're hearing more and more about how that's being disrupted, shipping companies changing their courses. This actually creates opportunities for us though, right? It it does. It it um, the and it's the it's the beauty and the curse of of, of logistics is that freight has freight is mobile. It can yeah. go by air, it can go by rail, it can buy truck, it can go by water. Um, so when, you know, we have a drought in the Panama Canal, we have, you know, unrest in the Red Sea area. Um, so freight moves in different patterns, but it also creates disruption. So what we're looking at now is where something that, you know, would take 30 days, it might be 45. So then how do you adjust to it? Then do we pick up on the air freight side? So it does. It, it creates opportunities as well. Um, but it also continues to reinforce that you need to be nimble and you need to, and it, whether you're a, you know, a private operator or a, or a public entity, you need to be nimble in how you offer your services. Well, and I think those opportunities, New Orleans and Louisiana as a whole, is really uniquely equipped um, in a manner that no other U.S. state is, is able to, to compete with, with all of our deep draft ports, with the largest port system in the Western Hemisphere, with all six Class One railroads, interstate access. It real, really allows us to be nimble and to adjust to the changing trends in the industry in a way that a New York or Los Angeles or Miami really cannot keep up with. And it's one of the reasons, too, I guess, that uh, you guys have your finger on the pulse of infrastructure in all walks, right? So we have a challenge in Lake Charles with our interstate system. We have a challenge in Baton Rouge on our interstate system. Y'all measure supply chain by the minutes, I would imagine. Yeah. (laughs) You know, literally. Absolutely. And when, when I've heard people talk about that, it's like, and, and I imagine most of the folks in the listening audience don't realize that this is measured mm-hmm. in, in that minutia, right? If, if your freight is not moving, you're losing money. Yeah. You know? and, and the more times you touch it or the more times you go out of the way, it increased costs. So when we look at it, and specifically when we start to look at the state or like what investments we want to push, we want to be smart about it. And where are we making those investments to make sure that freight, it, they call it the throughput. Your throughput flows smoothly. You know, there's no delays. You're not stuck on Chapatulis, you know, in a truck. You're hitting, you know, hitting I-10 as quickly as possible and getting into the hinterland. Um, at the same time, too, utilizing the rail access, you know, transloading facilities, everything. It's uh, we're so well positioned here to move 
freight unlike any other port or city or state in the country. And we just need to continue to make the right investments. And but that. one of the most important roles I think that y'all play is looking five years out because most of the infrastructure that supports what you do, it doesn't happen, you know, with a snap of the finger, right? No, at all. <laughs> and they're all costly. Yeah. They're expensive. They're time consuming to build. Mm -hmm. And you got to assemble land in many cases, assemble this, get a lot of players, get to the capital markets. These, none of these are easy initiatives. No, at all. It's a, uh, it takes, you know, it, it takes a, it takes a, a very good market strategy and a lot of coordination and your help from your federal, state, and local partners. So it is. It's time consuming. It's a, it is, um, but it's worth it if you have the right plan and you have the right vision as to where, where we need to grow so that you're not hindered by a bridge or, you know, or where you can have that throughput be as efficient as possible. That's what you're actually looking for and that's what you're looking down the road as if we're going to make the investment here, let's make sure it's going to be sustainable for the next 50 years, you know, moving forward. I talk about this on my show a lot, and that's why it's important that we elect leaders that have a vision, that can see this, mm -hmm. that can that can assemble this together to understand we can't get bogged down in that decision-making process and, and get stuck in the minutia. Mm -hmm. We have to be constantly moving because our competition is constantly moving. Yeah, my biggest, my, my biggest, um, I guess, example I always like to use is if you would, we all go to the beach, you know, yeah. we all go through the Mobile Tunnel. If you would take a flip book of what Mobile looked like in 2000 versus what it looks like in 2024, and you made like those old school cartoons where you flipped it every year, and you see what that 24 year growth they've had is from a strategic investment, a great plan, and having a vision. And quite honestly, that is something that we need to mimic. You know, Mobile, we're losing, uh, you know, cargo to them, um, you know, as to where before it was, they were sort of an afterthought. An afterthought. But at this time, but it's, you know, and it's, and it's not to say either that we're out of the game because supply chains need diversification, shippers want it, and we have the land, we have the infrastructure, we have the railroads, we have the waterway system, we have the port system here to support it. So we just need to basically, for lack of a better word, get our act together and make sure we're on lockstep as a state and start implementing that type of strategy. Well, and, and what Mobile's done really well is incorporating the entire state of Alabama to help with that development. So relying on manufacturing in northern Alabama to drive southern our port growth in south Alabama has really been a key strategy of theirs, and it's, it's worked very successfully. You look at all of those auto manufacturing facilities, you look at the aerospace manufacturing in Huntsville, they are all accessing the port of Mobile. So that statewide strategy has really been a success for them. It's one of the few times that I engage in the logistics mentality when I'm going to the beach, because yeah. I love to go to the beach, as to the time that I <laughs> yeah. actually leave <laughs> to go to the beach. Yeah. You know? The Mobile Tunnel is a, so, a lesson. So I feel your absolutely. pain when you yeah. have me that kind of brings yeah. it home. You yeah. know? A little PTSD. You yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. yes, yeah. a lot of PTSD. Yeah. And especially, uh, it can be determinative of, of how much you're going to enjoy the beach on the way there. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 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 It is so true. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Congratulations for the, for the new collaboration, and I hope that the the honeymoon with Michael Heck continues to. It'll it'll <laughs> last forever. It will. <laughs> I love teasing him, it's, man. It's a he's, great it's he's a, a great fun partnership. One to tease. No, he is. He's he's. he's 
He's great. I think I think that is a great example of, of forward leaning and yes. forward vision. You know, of this collaborative effort. I 100% agree. I mean, it's it is it is. This is the best place we could have landed, and it's a very happy home for us right now. And and just the benefits we've seen within a year for not only our membership but new members that we brought on, you know, increased reach, everything else like that has been has been absolutely phenomenal. We're so we're so happy. Well, thank you for joining us. We appreciate uh, not only your time, your insight, and your commitment to this uh, great city. Right. Thank you so much, Noel. We'll be right back, folks. We're here at the GNO Week Annual Luncheon. 1,500 attendees today. Very exciting. The energy's building here. You can feel it in the room. You can hear the noise in the background. Folks coming in, looking forward to it. We're going to be broadcasting Michael's comments live, actually, um, at around 12.25 this afternoon about his 2023 year in review as well as his uh, uh, presentation of what to expect in 2024. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back, folks. We're at the Hyatt Regency, New Orleans, and we're here for the Greater New Orleans, Inc. Annual Lunch in 2024. Just a few people here, about 1,500. They're rolling in. The energy's building. And we've got some great guests uh, here with us now. John Atkinson from uh, Idea Village and Evie Portavent Sanders with Greater New Orleans, Inc. Startup Ecosystem. Folks, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having us. There's so many things that uh, GNO Inc. is involved in, uh, obviously business development, business initiatives, and all of that begs of bringing new entrepreneurs to our city. Startup companies is a very important sector of our economy, and it's something that seems to have been going, is alive and well. 
Yes, we are experiencing a huge uh, wave of momentum right now, thanks in part to the COVID pandemic. I guess you could say it was a silver lining of the pandemic. Um, necessity is the mother of invention, right? And we have had a lot of people who left the workforce and decided they were ready to start their own companies and be their own bosses. And um, the great thing about that is that startups create net new jobs for our economy. They're the only, really the only thing that does. John, Idea Village, uh, y'all do great work. And I know it, when you uh, participated with um, the, the uh, Greater New Orleans Entrepreneurial Week and, uh, and a lot of the young talent that come in, um, it's got to be very exciting for you to just see this happening and, and just developing in, in, in front of you all the time. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're honored to be able to be the, the first stop for a lot of folks when they, they're looking to join the entrepreneurial ecosystem in, in New Orleans. And, um, you know, just next week, we're kicking off our Village X Accelerator program with nine amazing companies um, that are building really innovative new technology products out of this region. Um, we've reoriented that program towards trying to help companies raise at least a million dollars in venture uh, capital money coming out of that. Um, and we're excited to see that sort of alignment and momentum building around the ecosystem. And then we're, we're um, about six, eight weeks from New Orleans Entrepreneur Week. So starting March 11th uh, through 16th, uh, we will be hosting over 150 speakers um, uh, across six days of programming, partner events all around town. Uh, we are uh, launching a new uh, mini summit within the uh, within the Entrepreneur Week to focus on bringing outside venture investors and regional companies together called the Third Coast Venture Summit. Uh, and so just really excited to highlight everything that's going on in the local ecosystem uh, and to build greater connectivity with the region. Your accelerator program has been very successful in, in, in the past. I mean, it, it's, it's done well, and you've got a number of companies that are now in what, I don't know how y'all refer yeah. to it, first phase, second phase. Or. Yeah, we, we measure ourselves against jobs, revenue, and capital invested in the region, and I think we've, we've been fortunate to have uh, some really big wins uh, over the last 15 to 20 years that we've been running accelerator programs. In 2021, we had uh, uh, five companies exit that resulted in uh, 1.7 billion of uh, wealth creation just from our portfolio alone. And then in 22, we've had another uh, handful of companies that have also done that. So it sort of pr uh, proves that it's not a one-off. It's a system that we can build. And today we're running four distinct accelerator programs. So from Idea Institute, you've got an idea on the back of a napkin and you want to figure out what you have and you want to learn the language of startups and innovation uh, to our Village X program that you know, you've got a product to market, you've built a team, uh, you are uh, you know, trying to figure out how to really build a company that can scale. Had I known, um I realized that you were interested in back of napkin ideas. I had a whole bunch. I could <laughs> Bring them in. Let's do it. Some could have legs. But the beauty of this is that uh, a lot of these companies that, that you just talked about exit, they come back and they reinvest in, in our community. They, they enjoy an experience here, right? Because I've heard them tell their stories on, on the show. Uh, and it's always nice to hear that. Yeah, it really creates that what we call the flywheel effect. Uh, they certainly, uh, you know, 
generate profits from selling their company, and the key stakeholders and early investors do. Uh, but they end up starting new companies. They end up becoming angel investors and, and funding new company creation. They also uh, give back in charitable ways to the community at large. Um, so they're giving of you know their time, their talent, their intellectual capital and expertise. So it's it's a ripple effect on many levels. And that is the startup game in many ways, is we are building these companies for that eventual outcome of being sold either to a strategic investor or some other type of investment um, that's typically designed in. When we, when, we, when we use startup in our parlance, that is the, you know, you're taking venture money in service of getting to that goal. And so it's great to have those wins. That's sort of the skins on the wall that we've been looking at, looking for for a long time. It's great to have the people from the leadership on down to everybody who's ever worked in one of those companies that's now, you know, become a free agent and is doing their own thing and is joining other companies and is really starting to create this system uh, that, that, that's percolating in a really exciting way. And, and in many ways, you've actually developed an ambassador for us, right? Especially those that have, have reached the pinnacle of success. Right. And, you know, and when, when Idea Village was started, one of the core ideas uh, was that we need to invest in a new generation of civic leadership. And it's, uh, you know, it takes a long time to do that, but yeah. that's really what we've seen happen here is that it, it's a way to sort of bring new people into the fold and to... Uh, you know, create those ambassadors that that can go out and tell the world how amazing it is to be here. And we want to keep filling that funnel, so to speak. Uh, we we want new founders in the community. We want to encourage them and support them. Uh, we want to inspire them and give them that confidence to go after that crazy idea they've been mulling over. And that's one of the reasons why we launched the Startup Nola Now monthly meetup series. Uh, the first one was in December for a holiday meetup uh, hosted by Loyola's Center for Entrepreneurship. Uh, the second one just took place this past week at the New Society on Lower St. Charles Avenue. It was a raging success. We had well over 120 people there. And it's certainly the, the key leadership and the stakeholders and the service providers like the, in the existing ecosystem but a lot of um, aspiring founders or those just curious about the ecosystem wanting to learn more about it. So we're trying to provide more of those ways for people to plug in, connect with the ecosystem, feel uh, welcomed by the ecosystem and learn more about it. So hopefully they'll go join Idea Institute with that idea they have and really flesh out the business plan. And this is part of a development of a very diverse economy, right? I mean, if you, if you think about an economy broken up into silos, you really have to play in every silo in order to be, enjoy success, right? Yeah, I've been uh, with the transition of leadership at the state level and the, the other things that are going on in the macro economy. I think it's time, we're in a moment where we really need to rethink our economic development strategy along uh, four pillars. You have the traditional you know, business environment and business attraction pillars, you have a small business pillar. We also need a, uh, a startup and innovation pillar, and we need a statewide startup and innovation strategy. And so that's, uh, that's a big thing that I'm hoping to see uh, come to fruition over the next couple of years. And it is a, you know, we, we've, we've proven that we deserve a seat at that table um, from a state perspective nationally, and like uh, um, other states are investing in those types of things. And so it's a, uh, 
I think if we can get that right, it's really going to open up a lot of doors. Well, it would certainly help, you know, our most recent graduates of higher ed and other have a, a, an additional reason to stay in Louisiana to invest in Louisiana, yeah. right? It brings more political oomph. It, it, it brings a, a broader market, uh, so these many are, other things. These are not just jobs, they're jobs with upward mobility potential, and they're jobs in frontier industries where things are changing rapidly, which is where opportunity is. And so if we want to be at the forefront of that, um, we have to invest in these types of companies and the infrastructure that supports them. And again, these are companies that are going to both attract but also retain um, highly skilled, well-educated talent in the market and also attract outside capital into our market, which we could always use more of in both Greater New Orleans and Louisiana as a historically underserved market. And those graduates that have that entrepreneurial debt, right, uh, and they're looking at, at which you, these frontier companies, they recognize that they can move through the corporate ladder at a much quicker pace in a frontier company than any other type of Absolutely. company. Absolutely. Right? If you join a company in the first 5, 10, 15, 20 employees, the number of opportunities you're going to have over the first five years of your career are just tremendous. And, and most startup companies are looking for people that can roll up their sleeves and do you know, anything from taking out the trash one day to designing the corporate strategy the next day to raising money from outside investors the day after that. And so the op those opportunities for exposure um, really facilitate rapid career and rapid skills development. And those, the way that startups work, most people will go through multiple life cycles of a company over the course of their career, and every time they do that, they get better at it. And so that's a, uh, that's, if we can impart that skill set, it is, it becomes a key asset and a key, uh, I like to say, I like to use the term innovation-ready workforce. If we can build the innovation-ready workforce, you know, we can apply that across a number of different industries. We can go where the puck is going in terms of opportunity. Yes, it's the gift that keeps on giving. And, and going back to one of your earlier questions, it's absolutely about innovating and disrupting the existing industry sectors, especially our key focus sectors. Um, like you know, energy, healthcare, trade and logistics, advanced manufacturing, and such. But it's also creating all new industries altogether, such as future energy. Yeah. You know, my, my generation, we always kind of thought vertically, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and as I was leaving the sheriff's office and, and, and managing a much younger workforce, it occurred to me is that they kind of like to meander horizontally, mm -hmm. back and forth, you know, where we're thinking more of a straight line, north-south. They're traveling east-west, or, or east, you know, northeast, northwest, you yeah. know. That's and, absolutely a key insight, and I think that is where the world is going. And yeah. so we have to embrace those systems that allow people to have those northwest experiences, right? right. Like, there are no paths for that. I, you know, I, I go back to, I was very inspired early on in my career by Andrew Yang's first book, founder of Venture for America, ran for president on a really interesting platform, but that's maybe another day. But he, um, uh, he, he wrote a book called Smart People Should Build Things, and he talked about, in that book, about how we create as a country and as a system uh, pathways to being a doctor, to being a lawyer, to being an accountant. It's easy to go from college into those professions and be re and be respected, um, and and we know how to connect from point A to point B. But what the world wants is the opportunity to go from you know A to 
three or A to over here, you know? And so, um, and the more of those, the, the more you are able to do that in your career, the more multifaceted experience you can put together, the more innovative you can ultimately be. Because innovation and entrepreneurship, the, the skill set, the, the mindset cuts across every industry sector. Yeah, absolutely. It can't be pigeonholed into one, and that's the beauty of it. More so today than any other time in our lifetime, for and sure, it, right? It, it's the opportunity to see something over here. I mean, you see things from your career as a sheriff that now you can bring into this work, right? Yeah. It's uh, that opportunity for cross-pollination is where innovation really comes from. Well, as I'm getting older, I'm seeing less, quite <laughs> Well, and a quick plug here for anyone who is interested in learning more about New Orleans uh, startup ecosystem, checking it out, meeting some of the people in it, networking. Our next Startup NOLA Now meetup will take place at Maroon Workspace, um, co-working space on Lower St. Charles Avenue in February. Uh, we're generally doing it the first Tuesdays of every month, five to seven, right after work. Uh, light bites, refreshments, but just uh, great exposure, great networking, always a topical speaker or panel discussion. Absolutely. And, I, and, and give us a call. We'll, I'd love to have, you know, the folks come on the show, too, oh, and great. talk about yeah, it. absolutely. That'd be great. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, best of luck in, in, in these endeavors. Critically important to our economy here, diversifying it. And we thank you for what you guys do. The energy's building here. Awesome. I mean, this is huge. 1,500 yeah. attendees today. Record crowd today. It'll Absolutely. be a good one. Absolutely. Well, thank hope, you for hope having Hope to us. see you at in March. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we'll be right back, folks. Stay with us. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back, folks. We are back, and we're at the Hyatt New Orleans for the Greater New Orleans, Inc. Lun annual lunch in 2024. They passed the baton uh, board chair, outgoing board chair, Susan Bonnet Bourgeois, the 2023 incoming board chair, Christopher King uh, from Adams and Reese. Very exciting. The energy's building here. Our next guest, Greg Rusevich, Transoceanic Development, one who gives back uh, every day to this community in so many different ways, and we appreciate that. I know you've been very involved in crime, uh, crime initiatives yep. for two decades at yep. least yep. yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if yeah. not more yes. um, 
and uh, I know that you've played a role in the governor's transition uh, on that as well. Yes, sir. Issued a report. Tell us about it. Well, yeah, and first I want to build on what you said a minute ago, Newell, that energy is building in this room. Because yeah. what we're really seeing is not only energy building in the room, but I think energy building in the community. Yeah. And I think the community is now gaining uh, its mojo back. And we're getting some steam and getting momentum and positive energy. And I see a, a turn happening. So that's been really good. I, you can sense it. Absolutely. In the air. And, and yeah. it's necessary. It is absolutely necessary. Yeah. We were in, a, in the real doldrums there. So it yeah. feels better. So I would say on crime, you know, there's some good things happening. I, I think both with the governor and the governor's cooperation with the local community, speaking of good things happening. We've seen some positive trends, obviously, on the crime front recently, I think primarily due to proactive policing, more proactive policing. The district attorney's office prosecuting more, just there's a turn. The community has insisted upon it. The governor has committed, as you've seen, in putting a uh, state troop and more state troopers in the city and in the region. And I think that will help. And I think having those troopers sort of on a citywide basis with a focus on downtown and the French Quarter can be very additive, particularly if they're also covering the trouble hotspot areas in New Orleans East and other areas, but particularly the French Quarter and the Warehouse District. Also, I think in the DA side, being able to take uh, in, uh, prosecutors from the Attorney General's office and put those in the DA's office and sort of align with that. The DA Williams has been supportive. He's working well with the governor's staff and with the new uh, 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 Attorney General, Liz Morrell. Uh, the new police chief is now reaching out and working well with the new uh, colonel of the state police, Colonel Hodges. So getting back to the whole spirit of cooperation that's happening now, we see a real spirit where I think an action that I think can help by having more officers and more prosecutions. I would agree. And I think uh, the new chief has brought uh, a sense of uh, vitality and refreshing. I yeah. happened to run into her. She was yeah. ordering some food to go <laughs> right. the other day after right. a parade down yeah. in the French Quarter. Yeah. I'm standing there and she's standing next to me. My wife's like, that's the chief standing right next to you. I turn around and there she is. Yeah, yeah. She's by herself. Yeah. You know, she's just yeah. taking it all in, enjoying yeah. it. And there's something refreshing about all of that. Yeah, there is. Well, I think she really loves the city, too. And the yeah. city's embraced her. She's embraced the city. And you see her everywhere. She yeah. does it on her own. You know, street clothes. No, and she's I, out enjoying absolutely. the city. And she believes in it. And I think doing a very good job and well-respected. Also, uh, one of the things that you're involved in, because you've been involved in the shipping industry for your entire life. Yep. Um, this uh, the container terminal down in in, yeah. in in Chalmette. Where are we there? Oh, it's just a generational opportunity for the region. I mean, for the state, entire state. Uh, we must do this, Newell. There's not a if we do it, we must do it. We already have, as you know, $800 million committed in private investment. Major companies around the world have come in, $800 million. We have Senator Cassidy that's putting money, that's supporting funds coming in here. We have Senator Cassidy that just supported a very large, you know, uh, outlay into uh, into the, 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 the new port. Uh, Cameron Henry, the new Senate president, the state legislature is looking and supportive of a capital outlay that's coming forward. There's also an opportunity, generational opportunity, to get uh, distribution facilities and to get warehousing operations that help New Orleans East, jobs in New Orleans East, that help Jefferson Parish by putting headquarters in Jefferson Parish. The entire region from the, from uh, Violet, St. Bernard, up to uh, Baton Rouge uh, can be a major port terminal headquartered near the mouth of the river in Violet. 
Uh, we spent four years on this. The state has put in tens of millions of dollars, major investment there. All the due diligence has been completed. Uh, it's on the right side of the levee, so it's protected. Uh, and we have great momentum on and this. It's, and it's directly adjacent to the major interstate highway. And the, that's the that's best news of all, because now it looks like what will happen is we've already been uh, discussing and meeting extensively with uh, public-private uh, partnerships for toll roads. Toll road operators, major ones that operate in other states, and as you know, other states have major toll roads. And they're very they're, successful. They're very interested in coming in here and putting their money where their mouth is, particularly for the users of the port, the trucks and others that will use that port. And so we also have a great opportunity to build the toll road from that port. And that, as you know, uh, RPC is already doing a study. That study will be complete in four months. We'll be ready to rock. Right. So this has tremendous momentum. How yeah. much time has been put into this initiative already? I know it's been a, at least four years that I've heard about it. That people Four years, Newell, and the entire international trade community and the business leadership of this region support this project and have put incredible amount of time, effort, and energy and money into this project. And because we realize it's do or die. This yeah. is the project we've put everything into. We must make it happen, and we're going to make it happen. And we've already quantified the opportunity loss we've had, we've experienced already because we didn't have this type of facility. Because right? larger ships can no longer fit under the bridge. We need a first-class facility located in an area that's in the right flood zone, located in an area that can have the highway come right from it, RPC is already doing a study right into 510, right into I-10, where the distribution facilities would go and where the warehousing would go, supporting the entire region. Four years of sweat equity, four years of hard work. Every major global leader in Louisiana that's involved has looked at every project here that's capable, that's available. That is the project we must make work. Yeah. I mean, it, it, this is one of those uh, defining moments for us, quite frankly. Yeah, it, uh, it, you it, know, it, Going back to our roots as to why we exist today. Right. It is the defining moment, and that project is really the defining moment for the state of Louisiana. Yeah. Well, hopefully it continues on this path. I mean, I know there's a, we, we have this transition now, a lot of different uh, leadership, a lot of different things going on, but I mean, I, there's been a lot of work put into this uh, effort thus far, so... Uh, it's been exciting to hear about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it'd, it'd be exciting to see this come to fruition uh, for sure. It's really got to come to fruition, and it is the project where all the diligence has been spent, the private money has been put in, the public money has been put in, leadership has mobilized unanimously around this project, except for very small parochial interest of those who are out for some other uh, reason other than the, for the good of the state. So those who are in that, we're all in one page, all in one ship, and uh, ready to get that one done. We're going to fight like hell to get it done. There you go. Greg Rusevich, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate all that you do for our community. Best of luck to you in 2024. Thank you, Noel. God bless you. Take all care. Right, folks, Thanks. we're here at the annual luncheon of GNO Inc., and we will be right back after the break. Stay with us. Welcome back, folks. We are broadcasting live from the Hyatt New Orleans, Hyatt Regency New Orleans. Um, and it's been great. The energy's building, 1,500 attendees. Uh, we're going to be breaking live in, in about halfway through the uh, 12 o'clock hour to Michael Heck, who's the president and CEO, his comments about 
uh, recap of 2023, the accomplishments and what holds uh, for the uh, metropolitan area coming up in 2024. And they're celebrating their 20th year uh, as well. And uh, we'll talk to some other folks in uh, the upcoming hour, too. So stay with us. We're really enjoying a lot of what's going on here. The energy is building and folks have just made them their way into the big room. So stay with us. We'll be right back here live from the Hyatt New Orleans, the GNO Inc. Annual Luncheon 2024. Stay with us. This is Newell on WWL. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.